0: Hi everybody, you're listening to the new Dayton podcast. I'm your host, Chip James, and I'm setting out to shine a light on some of the amazing things happening in and around our great city. On the podcast, you'll hear from exciting people who see Dayton as a city of opportunity and are taking an active role in creating a new Dayton where small businesses and individuals can thrive. Thanks so much for joining me. Let's get to today's episode. do you know that sees Dayton through a unique or individual lens uh, in our case literally Tom Gilliam is a professional photographer who uh, created an Instagram account called Dayton Graham currently with over 10,000 followers and Tom is just a fantastic person to talk to about both the old uh, the historic side of Dayton but also the new side of Dayton Tom has captured some stunning photography of some of Dayton's oldest buildings, but Tom is also active present day, authoring a book about the history of the arcade. So Tom has super unique insight. Like I said, the history, the the old Dayton, but also more concerning to us, the new side of Dayton. So we wanted to have a chat with Tom about places he's seen around town and people he's photographed and just get the insights from one of Dayton's most followed photographers and see what Tom Gilliam is up to in new Dayton. So we're, we're talking to Tom Gilliam, the founder owner. I don't know what you say about Instagram accounts, but
1: yeah, just founder founder of
0: Dayton Graham. One of my favorite accounts to follow, uh, over 10,000 followers on Instagram. That's pretty incredible. Do you pay for followers? No, of course not. <laughs> no, no.
1: Everything's everything's been organic, and a lot of people. Actually, one of the confusions about Dayton Graham because of the the name of of the account, uh, a lot of people think it's like an account to get featured on, um, and it's actually mostly like my my vision of Dayton through you know through the photography work that I've done here. Right,
0: that's honestly the main thing that I want to talk to you about in just our short conversation today is just know, people who are sort of in Dayton in their own little bubbles of Dayton, right? Um, they maybe haven't seen as much as you have. So I'd love for you to just share with people what you've seen through your years in photography, what changes are you seeing currently? So let's start with that one. You know, Dayton's going through this exciting period of, of growth. Downtown is thriving more than it has in many, many years. Um, from where you sit, from where you stand behind the lens, so to speak, what kind of things are you seeing that excite you?
1: I'm. I'm actually seeing that there's uh, way less abandoned buildings to photograph, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. I mean, as much as photographers really enjoy the urbex uh, yeah. projects, um, you know, for, for me, I'm thinking when I started this in 2013, there were so many buildings downtown that were you know waiting on redevelopment or just you know been sitting around for years, mm-hmm. and and now it's booming. I mean, you you look around and there's a development project on every corner now. Hmm. And that, that that's I super would say exciting. that's exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. That's a main change and you know, the the arcade. It's definitely uh, definitely something that I've been trying to support uh, since 2013. Uh, and it's always a recurring thing on there because you know, I've been wanting redevelopment for it, just right. like just like everyone else that has a connection so to it. So
0: what did that mean for you in 2013, right? So like a lot of people wanted redevelopment for the Arcade and and some of your photographs on Dayton Graham of the Arcade are stunning and we're going to encourage people to go check those out. But now that the Arcade has this amazing traction and it looks like it's coming to fruition and opening in 2020, the first phase, what did it look like in 2013? What was that like? Uh,
1: In 2013, uh, the Third Street Arcade, uh, it was literally snowing inside in February. Uh, Actually, this was this was February two thousand fourteen hmm. um, for this particular photo that I took that got posted on Dayton Graham. But that was the that was the one thing I, I actually debated on whether to post this picture because I thought this is really sad. Right, it's kind it, of depressing. Yeah, yeah, and you know I actually talked with, with some friends. I, I said you know I want this account to be a positive thing. I want people to see that there's great things in Dayton, but that at the same time. It's hard to incorporate the abandoned part of that because a lot of people will look at a building and they, they can't see the beauty mm-hmm. beyond the uh the desolation of right, it. Right. Right. And so one of my things was to try to kind of change the change the mindset of people by posting these pictures showing, hey, this place is beautiful, it has the potential, but it was also it was. It was also sort of a, like a call out, mm-hmm. kind of like, "Hey, th- look, it's snowing in here. Something needs to be done about this." Yeah, it's
0: snowing in possibly our best building.
1: <laughs> yeah, I- exactly. The you know, uh, Dave. Uh, Dave Williams uh, has always said that this is the most emotional set of buildings in Dayton. Hmm. What do you mean by that? People have so many connections to it uh, over their lives. You know, the people that have uh, experienced it. Mm-hmm so it it's uh it's touched generations yeah like in my family yeah and it is it's just you know to some it, it was you know simply a place to you know go, go get eggs or mm-hmm. you know like this is way early on in its existence right and you know early uh early 20th century when it was a market house mm-hmm. and then there's people like me who saw it as a urban mall right yeah, because in 1979 1980 it was renovated to, to become that so you right. had the third street arcade and the rotunda and those were the only parts of the complex being used but you know I remember it um, 1993 for holidays when it was decorated for Christmas uh-huh. and all of those lights in there and the wreath and everything that was was hanging there was, was still there in its abandoned state so I remember it being open bustling with people uh-huh. and then as a Fifteen-year-old kid in 1993, not understanding why it had to close. Right. I didn't realize that there were office suites and apartments and things like that. And I begged my mom to take me down there, and she actually said, "Oh, well, you know, it's not safe downtown. I don't want to take you." And I said, "I saw this picture of the rotunda in the Dayton Daily News, and mm-hmm. it's about to close. So I need to see this place before it closes. It's going to be too late."
0: Wow, you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't have those memories. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. And anyway, she, you know, I I finally uh, got to go because I wouldn't shut up about it. (laughs) So she took me down there.
0: And it was kind of retail at that point. Yeah, it was 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 basically just
1: retail. And they had a a food court that was actually the, there was a hole cut in the center of the rotunda so that the basement would be exposed. And there were uh, tables down there and there were different uh, food places around Mm -hmm. on the basement of the rotunda.
0: What present day 2019 as you're we'll talk about the book a little bit here in a second but I'm curious what excites you personally just as a Daytonian the most about the arcade
1: I mean what excites me is just the like the vibrancy that it's going to create for downtown Mm -hmm. you think about it you have this you have this set of buildings like right in the center of Dayton and a lot of people don't even know about it, you know, like newer generations. Yeah, they walk right they, past it. Yeah. yeah, and they don't even they don't even see its crowning features like the rotunda because that's hidden right in the middle right. of the block. Right. So they only go by you know the facades on the Fourth Street side, Ludlow, low, and then the uh, you know the entrance on Third Street always appeals to people, but still, I mean, they don't know what it is. Right. Um, but. I hope with, uh, with signage and things like that, it'll, it'll get better. But, uh, yeah, for me, it's just, like I said, vibrancy. I want to see it become, you know, the, the true active center of downtown again. Right.
0: Yeah. Scrolling through the Dayton Graham feed, probably, I don't know if this is accurate, but one of the most photographed things in the feed is the arcade. Yeah. Right. You've been shooting photos at the arcade for how many years now?
1: Um, I would say five or six for you know. five or
0: six years. And yeah. then present day who approached you about the book? And can you tell us about that?
1: Okay. So, um, last summer, uh, Arcadia publishing approached me about the book. They were actually wanting to do a Dayton history book mm-hmm. and they actually saw my, uh, buildings uh, of Dayton series on dayton.com. They approached me, uh, about doing, you know, just a general history book and we had a conference call and I said, you know, let's, let's do one about the Oregon district hmm. because I think that would be a, a broad area when you think about the businesses on Fifth mm-hmm. and then combine with the residential part of it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would, it would be a great story. And then during the meeting, I just changed my mind. I said, no, this it's got to be on the arcade. This is mm-hmm. what we need to do. And. Um, and then that's when they said, well, if we were able if we were able to green light this project, it would have to be in the Landmark series. There's right. none in Dayton. Uh, there's about um, 18 in Ohio and, and a little over 200 nationwide. So it's sort of a, a difficult sell because it's about one specific place. Right. And, you know, the other ones in Ohio, there's one on uh, Marblehead Lighthouse by Lake Erie. Yep. And uh, Fountain Square in Cincinnati. Yeah. And... So I didn't really, I mean, I was hoping there was a chance it would get approved. But, uh, you know, timeline wise, I had other projects uh, to get done professionally photo wise. And so I told them I'm going to submit the proposal first two weeks of January. Uh, Then my dad got sick with stage four bile duct cancer. He passed away within two weeks, um, you know, like February 2nd. And so I laid around for a while and watched movies and Netflix and only did what I had to do. Right. And then uh, Francis Minone contacted me on Facebook and, and she said, um, you know, she talked about uh, taking me in there because she was actually asking about the Dayton Arcade Facebook page. Okay. Somebody told her that I ran that page, but okay. I actually, uh, you know, I actually do the, the Dayton Grand page. But anyway, I, I put her in touch with the owner of that, Facebook page so that they could merge theirs, you know, yeah, because sure. you get, you can combine the followers and yeah, stuff. Yeah, makes sense. So, um, and then I told Francis, yeah, I hadn't been in in a while. And that was around the time that uh, the artist, uh, John Landsiedel, uh grandson of the artist set, the turkeys around the rotunda of the arcade he was restoring them at that point it's a cool story yeah so i i actually came in uh, she brought me in around mid-march uh when that was wrapping up so they had already taken out the dance floor and scaffolding was still there so even though i was depressed that lit up you know that sort of uh, produced a spark. I'm like, it perked me up again, really. Absolutely, Yeah. And, you know, to see what was going on in there. And I noticed that they were stripping down the 1979, 1980 renovation to the 1904 appearance.
0: Getting it back to its original. Yes. Yeah.
1: And, and so that was, you know, that, that was really, I thought that was really special that even though they hadn't closed yet, uh, on the financing that they were, you know, accomplishing these things already. Yeah. And so, uh, I wound up uh, waiting until the financial close. And you know, I told Dave and Francis this, I, I said, it's not that I didn't believe in you. <laughs> it's just, th- this is a hard project. I wanted to I wanted to make sure it closed because I didn't want to write a book with the end of it being demolition.
0: Oh no, that wouldn't be a good book.
1: Yeah, so I, I submitted it, uh, the proposal, like the first, uh, first week of May, and then I got approved the next week and signed the contract at the end of May to do the book. And like right now I'm in a, like a heavy research mode for it. Right.
0: So writing a book about the history of the arcade, what's the coolest thing you can share with listeners right now that you found out through your research, just like a fun little nugget of info or a who's who, a celebrity appearance, you know, something like that.
1: Well, um, you know, Frank Mills Andrews, the architect of the arcade, uh, he actually, uh, designed the arcade in a building that's really close to it on the corner of third and main, the, the, uh, Conover building, which is now called the American building, aka Wright Stop Plaza. Right. Uh, he had an office on the 13th floor <laughs> and uh, there was an art glass rotunda and, on the 13th floor and that inspired him uh, for the rotunda design of the arcade. But it's, it's sort of funny because he inspired himself um. because the building where his office was, that was one of his designs as well. <laughs> so I think he saw the the smaller, oh, yeah. smaller art glass rotunda in the top of his design studio and yeah. said, well, I can, I can make this larger. Yeah, that would work. And he also designed the Kentucky State Capitol building in Frankfurt. Wow. Um, and there's also uh, the McAlpin Hotel in New York City. It's right on Herald Square. Huh. It's now called the Herald Towers. That was one of his crowning achievements as an architect. So, and he did the uh, NCR campus. Um, the, uh, the actual sanctuary at Calvary Cemetery. Hmm. It's a long list of things that, that he accomplished. Um, so I, 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 thought, I thought it was interesting to really, I'm trying to get to know the, the people who were visionary behind the arcade, yeah. like Frank Mills Andrews, mm-hmm. co-developers E.J. Barney, and Michael J. Gibbons.
0: I venture to say there's probably a few people in the last, say, five years, especially, that have taken more photographs of the Dayton area than you. In your opinion, what are some of the most photogenic locations around town? So somebody who wants to experience Dayton, number one, but may also want to get a couple of likes on their Instagram page.
1: Um, I would say one of them would be Deeds Point Metro Park. Looking because, back at the skyline. Yeah, looking back at the skyline from across the river and you know, cause you have the dog park back there. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's one of my favorite spots like for skyline photos, because mm-hmm. you have the, uh, you have that statue of uh, Orville Wright and Wilbur Wright together and they're yep. looking toward the city.
0: Yeah. And and that's an iconic spot. Give me another one that maybe people um, wouldn't think of. Like where's somewhere you've been where like, this is a really an, an amazing location to shoot a photo. Oh, like geez. people love the cemetery. Yeah. People love deeds.
1: Um, there's this. Uh, th- there's this uh, old park that technically doesn't even exist anymore. It's called. Uh, it's called Rivers Edge. Hmm. It's. It's very close to Riverscape, but you see this. It's like this concrete boat in the water. Okay. And it's Like a statue of a boat? It's it's, it's basically like a, a statue of a boat, but from what I understand, there used to be concerts on there. Huh. And so there was, you know, there's like amphitheater seating. It's, it's right, um, it's really close to the landing and uh, the downtown Dayton, YMCA, okay. and uh, First Baptist Church. Yeah, like those places are, are right behind it. Okay. Um, but I, I just think that's, I think that's an interesting spot because a lot of people just don't even know what it is. Right. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't say it's the most photogenic, but it's it's sort of a hidden gem, but that's like right in front of you,
0: right? Hmm. What's been, I've, I've scrolled through, I think every photo, all the way back to your very first photo. Do you remember your first photo you posted on Instagram? Um,
1: first photo, I believe, was the uh, fountain at Courthouse Square yep. with the arcade in the background. Correct. Yeah.
0: So along the way, so the path to 10,000 followers, that's pretty incredible. And it's still growing, obviously. Favorite person or people to shoot? You've got you've had some celebrities in there that I've seen. For you, what do you look back on and go, I was pretty lucky to be able to shoot that person or that group?
1: Oh, geez, I mean, uh, Barry Larkin and Eric Davis together at the same time. That's pretty in, cool. In the Dragons Dugout. Yeah, when uh, was that? D- that was in 2015. Okay. Uh, just being, being a big Reds fan uh-huh. uh, and then you know, I'm 41. I was I was 12 when the Reds won the 1990 World Series, mm-hmm. so I remember that team very you know very well.
0: Yeah, those were superstar celebrities at the time. Yeah,
1: and so you know having them there at the same time, you know because they were um, they work for the uh, the GM of, of the Reds, so they're basically part of the front office staff. So they go around to all the minor league teams that are affiliated mm-hmm. with the Reds and, and help out the players. And you know these guys are in the dugout. Just cutting up, talking mm-hmm. about uh, talking about games they played in the eighties, and it's like they remembered every detail wow. of the game, like you know who was, you know if there was a fight or something like who punched who. it was. Yeah. It was and, and it was speaking of that, I and mean, there was just a big red big, fight last fight. night. So yeah. and then they traded Puig. So yeah, they're like tired of his fights. He's yeah. fighting too much, I think. Exactly. But anyway, I mean, just the, yeah, those guys like you know players that I idolized as a kid, just you know, capturing them in the dugout at the same time. That was, that was special to That's me. pretty neat, yeah.
0: So I've, I've heard of and seen Instameets and I, uh, I've seen you post about it on the Dayton Graham account. Um, talk about that. What is an Instameet and how has that, what's that experience been like?
1: Um, an meet is uh, basically a photographer's event uh, where, you know, you can get together, network with each other, create, I mean, I, I like to say make make friends. I mean, some of my best friends now have have been because of meets mm. awesome. and you know that's what that's that's what we do in Dayton mm. yep. is collaboration. That's I think that's the, you know, if, if there's one thing you can say about the city. Collaboration. We've been hearing more and
0: more people <laughs> say that it's funny. It's a, sometimes I have to ask the question, to get people to say it. But we didn't even have to with you. There is a lot of collaboration, whether it's restaurant to restaurant or you know, uh, business to business or just, you know, photographer to photographer. There seems to be a ton of collaboration going on. Everyone's sort of rooting for everyone because it means just more progress for the city.
1: Yeah, I I agree. That's, that's the thing. I mean, I think everybody, you know, everybody has goals as an individual, Mm -hmm. um, as individuals. And, but at the same time, I think there's, you know, there's something to be said for working together. I think if, if the city is doing well, then I think everyone will.
0: Yeah, definitely. What is new Dayton? You know, it's our term. It's what we use to, to sort of encompass this idea that it's not the same town it used to be. And that's not a bad thing. There's uh, inspiring stories and exciting people in this town that are sort of ushering it into this new era an era that is seeing downtown thrive, the arcade come back new dayton is just this kind of concept or this idea that it's a new age and that's a really cool and exciting thing what what can you say from your perspective on that idea of like new dayton
1: um i think you know i think with the new dayton concept uh you know of course everyone wants to look back and remember their past Mm -hmm. uh, you know the past of the city but um it's it's more just like moving forward in a direction where everything can be successful. Mm-hmm. Like as much as possible can be successful. I mean, I know um, I know people, you know, of course getting back to, you know, not to get back to the arcade, but you know, people are longing for that, you know, some people are longing for that urban mall again. And it's like, no, you have to have it a, you have to have a mixed use right. or it's not going to be successful. It's exactly. going to fail again like it did the first time. So I think, I think the concept of new Dayton is also like learning from mistakes that happened in the past and and just not repeating them. Yeah,
0: it's great. So, is there a release date for the book or a title for the book?
1: So, um, tentative title: um, this is a Dayton Arcade Saving the uh, Saving the Crown Jewel of the Gem City, and the uh, release date for it, like tentatively, Dumb. would be spring of two thousand twenty-two. Oh wow! Um, because you know, phase two timeline yeah. uh, completion, right? I mean, the you last of want one to see checked that was through?
0: you want to see yeah. phase two through. Yeah, I
1: want to see phase two through and and really, you know, end on a note where you know the entire complex is alive and thriving.
0: Yeah, so that's why two thousand nineteen would be so much devoted to research, right? Yes, yeah. I mean, you got three years. Yes, and you got to see what happens.
1: And, and I feel like after you know, after I mean, right now we're looking at you know. 28 years that the arcade has been closed, wow. and so once you know once this book is done and you know it's timed with the opening of phase two, it's it's like, hey, the the arcade is being returned to the city because it's been off limits for so long. Right. Like the da- Daytonians finally like get their public space back. And, yeah. the, and what I mean by that is the rotunda. Yeah. But I have a feeling the rotunda will be done before the rotunda will definitely be done before phase two. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you know, from the way it's looking with the uh, with the University of Dayton Innovation Hub and the Entrepreneur Center, I think right. that's it's uh, definitely. Uh, and, and I think there's a reason why they started uh, on the rotunda first because it is the public space. Yeah,
0: and it's uh, it's it's the star of the show in some ways. Definitely. So. All right. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for being a part of the new Dayton movement. You certainly are. I mean, you were you were doing this before we were really through your through your photography and through Dayton Graham, the Instagram feed, posting things about the city and sort of putting the positive spin on it, even uh, even if it's an abandoned building. So really, really cool stuff from you. We look forward to following along and and wish you the best of luck with your book.
1: Hey, thank you. Keep up the great work yourselves. I've been listening to the podcast. Thanks. You're Welcome. All right. Cool.
0: Thank you so much for checking out today's episode of the podcast. If you enjoyed our conversation, share it with your friends, Uh, take a screenshot on your phone, post it on Instagram to your story or to your feed, post a shot on Facebook. Please help us spread the word about New Dayton. You can also subscribe to the podcast. You can leave us a review. And I want to give a special thank you to Katie Matthews for producing and editing the podcast. And a thank you and a shout out to John Waldron, who created all of the music for the podcast. Also, last thing, if you have a guest recommendation, please connect with me on Instagram, chip underscore James, or email me at chipjames at gmail.com. Oh, and one last, last thing, check out the website, choosingdayton.com forward slash dayton. Thanks again.